Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship and I am in Las Vegas with Blackjack Apprenticeship member Overtime. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So how long have you been a member of Blackjack Apprenticeship? Uh, about three years now. Cool. And uh, have you made any money with Blackjack or no? I've made a few dollars. Nice, nice. Well, then this is going to be fun. Uh, so for those who don't know, on our forum, uh, someone actually just kind of did a shout out and, and asked me to interview over time. And I said, yeah, I'd love to. So uh, this is the first chance we've gotten to be in the same in the same room or same state since then. And uh, so we're going to get to hear Overtime's story. And let's start at the beginning. How did you first hear about and get interested in Blackjack? Well, it all started uh, with the movie 21. And when the movie 21 came out, I wasn't quite 18. Um, and the casinos in my area were 18 and up. But a couple years later, uh, this was around 2009, 2010, I turned 18. And that was the first time I joined BJA. And my friends and I joined for about a month, um, and that's where I learned basic strategy and really got into uh, counting cards and learned the running count. Kind of knew a few deviations. I don't. I know I didn't have a winning game. I didn't keep any records, and I never went to a casino to count cards um, back then. But anytime we went, I would attempt to count cards. Um, but basically, for the next seven years, um, I don't even consider the original. You know, I don't consider that part of my career up, up until about the last three years when I kind of got back into it. Okay, so you're 17, 21, the movie comes out. Yep. You see it with some buddies. Yep. And you're like, let's do this. That's right. So you do a little Google search or something. Yeah, and I think we found your your YouTube videos back then, made yeah. the mistakes and kind of led to the website. I don't know if I saw the documentary, but I've always, I've always been obsessed, like, Whenever I find something that I like to do, or I just usually obsess over it until I master it. You know, if it's it started with video games and I got into poker, and it's you know ham radio or the Rubik's cube, and now it's blackjack. So nice. whatever I find, I just I just go all in. What's what's been more profitable, ham radio or blackjack? Uh, definitely uh, definitely blackjack, <laughs> not ham radio. Ham well, radio costs money, <laughs> but. In, and if an apocalypse happens, then ham radio will be very beneficial. There you go. So, um, so you guys buy you and your buddies uh, pool your. You, you were telling me before you pulled your twenty nine dollars. Yeah, we each threw in ten dollars back then. You could do month to month memberships, and we watched all the videos and trained for a month. And then I emailed Colin, and I don't even think I still have that email address. And told him I didn't have any more money and we had to cancel the membership. And, and that's basically <laughs> why we don't do monthly anymore is because if, if someone doesn't have the money for more than one month of a membership, they really probably should not be getting getting into card counting. That's funny. So so you, so you guys like binge watch the videos. and, and then, yep. But you didn't go to the casinos then? No, we did. And, oh. and I went. And I don't even know what my spread was or if I had one. I and And I think... I think when I did my true count conversion, if the cards were behind the cut card, if it was a six deck and there's one deck cut off, I think I only divided by five. Um, oh, wow. This was 10 years ago. And, I, and like I said, I, I wasn't a winning card counter. That's just kind of when I, I got intrigued yeah. by it, I guess. And I first learned about and it. Then, and then you put it on the back burner, what, through college? Yeah, through college. I finished college. I was very busy. And then I got a job and moved states. And then one of my first projects for my jobs I got put on was building a hotel addition to a casino and this is when it all really started again okay so you probably with without 21 the movie and and that that one month membership you probably would have gotten that that job at the casino 
and just never thought about it yeah gambled for fun or something right yeah probably yeah probably just would have gambled for fun i don't know but i'm glad i found card counting so so then what what happened uh your company gets gets the hotel job yep so we start construction and for the first two months of the job i'm like i'm not even going to go into the casino i'm going to stay out you know i'm not going to burn any money and then slowly it started sucking me in and the job was one hour away from my house so i was driving one hour there and one hour home on the interstate every day and so i had a lot of downtime and so i decided to start counting cards again um then i joined bja and i started listening to the podcasts to and from work and there was three years ago i don't know there was five or ten podcasts yeah. maybe um and i just listened to them over and over and over and over and over like i mean i was listening to 10 hours a week so oh my gosh yeah. just the same podcast just the same podcast <laughs> and then i discovered gambling with an edge oh nice there you go and they had over 300 episodes oh, I, st- wow. I started at the beginning you can find them on bobdancer.com i started at the beginning and just listened to every single one of them on my one hour to yeah and one hour home from work every so, day so that took you what six months or yeah something. it didn't take long it really did oh wow yeah Okay, so so then what happened with blackjack? Uh, so with blackjack, I started I started going in the casino. I took out two hundred dollars. I didn't have a bankroll. I wasn't I didn't have money set aside for blackjack. I just took two hundred dollars in there and never looked back. So, but you trained before? I, oh yes, yeah. So I still I still knew basic strategy. Every time before then, I'd gone to the casino and we we're gonna, I knew we were going to play blackjack. I reviewed the basic strategy chart, uh-huh. and so yes. Oh, the other thing was I listened. I'd watched all the training videos, but I would listen to them on my way to work. Okay. And so I oh, listened to yeah. all the videos. I would have them like on my phone, ready to go, and I could just hit next and listen to them. And so, well, that gives you the information, right? Right. Like the videos will give you the information and you right. need basic strategy, but, basic. but did you practice uh, counting it while Ye- doing basic strategy at the same time at Ye- home? Or? Yes, I did. So at work, I had a deck of cards on my desk and throughout the day I would count down a deck and I'd get, I got down to where I was under 30 seconds every time and then 25 and then I was, yeah. you know, 20 seconds, yeah. 18, 19. Um, I'd studied, yeah, studied the deviation charts. I'd fill out uh, like two uh, blank basic strategy charts a day and and the whole time i'm training i'm also playing and i was getting i guess you could say lucky in the beginning because i never went below the initial 200 dollars that i started with um, with with uh what kind of betting so i i honestly don't remember but i don't think i was betting over 25 dollars. it was like a five dollar table like one hand but even that 25 yeah. bucks that's that's eight units that's eight, I know. Eight, eight bets <laughs> like in my first two weeks i made like two thousand dollars and then i got up to almost three thousand dollars and then i went on a fifteen hundred dollar losing streak okay. and i yeah. got down to around fifteen hundred and i almost quit yeah so you're having the normal yeah. swings of overbetting your bankroll yep. you know fortunately like me you had the positive first yeah i almost quit and i was like oh i'm up this much i said i'll just keep going if i said if i lose it all you know then i'm done dude you should have quit oh. um, think of how much time you would have saved over the years i'm glad i did not <laughs> okay so back to the training you, you said you could count down a deck in under 20 seconds right. Uh, you knew basic basic strategy, uh-huh. uh, and and then you're playing. You're basically, your training is at the table. Yes, I became so obsessed with it. I would wake up at three in the morning and leave at three thirty, and I would or, or sooner, and I would I would get to the casino around four or four thirty every morning, five nights a week. Wow! So I could play before work. 
Because wow. I was working yeah. right outside, so all I had to do, and then I would go in on my lunch break and play a shoe, oh, and man. then I would go in after work and play for two or three hours. Oh, and my fiance at the time, now she's my wife, uh, she didn't understand it. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty obsessive. Yes. I mean, I feel like I know that feeling though. Yes. It's so exciting. It and, was, and not exciting like a gambler where where you're getting this like gambler's high, but right. exciting of. Hey, I'm growing this thing. Yeah. Every shoe I play is positive EV. Yes. And I was playing, you know, 20 hours, 15, 20 hours a week. Um, and my bankroll was growing with, you know, I could see it grow. And I had this, my glove box locked in my truck and I'd keep my bankroll in there. And I would just like every day, I'd, you know, keep records. And I was watching it grow and I just couldn't get enough. <laughs> so so it 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 goes up to about three grand and then yep. and then uh, you know down to fifteen hundred and you're thinking of calling it yeah. quits and and then I just immediately started winning again and I got up to three thousand or thirty five hundred somewhere in there and that's when I got a customized bet spread from you okay and it was one hand of five to two by thirty I believe on the still probably a six six deck it was that was five percent risk okay yeah and then on the double deck it was one hand to ten to two by fifty but aggressively wonging out and that was also about five percent okay but you said you said as soon as you double your bankroll or get or as soon as you get to five thousand you said it would be two percent risk yeah and it didn't take me but another couple weeks and I was at five thousand and then I held that bet spread one by five to two by thirty until I got CVCX and that was around. $7,000. $7,000. And that's after I met Levi Mitch, which is a whole different story. Okay. So, so you just kind of grounded out at 5% risk, you yep. know, it's, it's kind of like higher than I prefer, but man, I've yeah. been there. I, I, right. we, we played at 5% for a long time. Cause we didn't really, it felt 5% sounds so small. Yeah. yeah. I would never do that now. I'm sure I gave you that best spread because there wasn't yeah. really a way to get positive yeah. EV with, with much lower. Right. We, yeah, we went back and forth and you're like, Hey, the, yeah. And you told me, you're like, Hey, it's high. Um, if you make it to 5k, then you'll be 2% risk. And, and I, and I made it there. Yeah. And so I held that 2% and and then once I started networking and learning more, um, also in this time I went on the forum, I went all the way back to the very first page and I was scan, I skimmed every forum post. And if I saw something that was like, Oh, I have that question or I didn't think to ask that question, then I would read the post. And I did that early on as well. And I just, I was a sponge and absorbed, I read a bunch of books and tried to absorb as much information as I could on my own. And then I got to the point where I was like, I needed to meet somebody. Like yeah. I need to, you know, I don't know what I don't know. And that's uh, when I got to go to Vegas for the first time. Yeah. So tell us about that. So I was actually playing in a casino after work and I was around $7,000 at this point. Um, I think I was about four months in and uh, I got an email from my boss saying, Hey, do you want to go to Vegas for this expo for, you know, construction? I said, well, sure. I want to go. And so the next week I was on my way to, or no, it was a couple of weeks later, I was on my way to Vegas, but I had posted on the forum, you know, Hey, I'll be in Vegas these dates. I'm looking to network, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was it, by that point, it was like two pages, three pages back on the forum and nobody had responded. But the night before my flight left, uh, somebody messaged me and it was Levi Mitch and he said, Hey, I'll be in town. You know, here's my number message me when you land. So I did. And the first day, you know, I went and did all the expo stuff, but that night I had the opportunity to meet Levi Mitch at the hotel and, and he didn't mug you and take no, bankroll. I was willing to risk my entire bankroll just to meet an AP. Wow. Yeah. I was so desperate to network and like, 
I probably would have gotten mugged, but <laughs> he didn't mug me. I could probably take him in a fight anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. But uh, no, so I met him and he said, hey, you know, I'm Levi Mitch. He goes, have you ever been dealt to before? I said, no. She said, okay, come on. So I followed him up to his hotel room. And I walked in and he was staying in a suite. He had been in Vegas for like 17 days, I think. And he had five or $6,000 in casino chips that we were using. And he was dealing to me. He started dealing double deck and dealt four or five shoes. And then, and then he dealt a couple six deck shoes. And he goes, hey, you have a pretty good game. He goes, I've never dealt to some or somebody having their first time being dealt to do so well. You know, I was, um, I think the biggest thing I needed to work on was my deck es- deck estimation. But as far as the running count, true count, yeah. or, you know, or the true count and the deviations, um, I was pretty good at that point. But yeah. the big biggest thing was that night I got a, I went around with him and watched him play. And that's, I think what I was missing is like, how does an AP handle himself at the table? Like all the nuances and the stuff that's, it, you know, it's, it's hard to teach somebody, but it's just stuff you pick up on as you play, or if you have the opportunity to watch yeah. uh, a professional play, it's really something. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you had the important, I mean, I don't want to say deck estimation isn't important, yeah. but it's not like if you're off by a quarter deck, you're, you're right. like a losing player. Whereas if you're off on the running count by a bit, you're a losing player off, off on your basic strategy. You're lo- So you had the important things down. Yeah. How many hours did you play at, at that point? Um, so I was probably around a hundred or 150 cause I played 250 before I joined the team and I was at seven K and I was like, yeah, so it's probably around a hundred or 150 hours. Okay. And this was in, oh, I don't know, three or four months. I can't remember. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you're getting in uh, about 40 hours yeah. a month. Of, yeah. And uh, which, yeah, that's that sounds, you know, that's, right. that's reasonable. 10 hours a week. Um, so you watch him play a bit and, and then what happened? Right. Yeah. We went around and he was, you know, playing $25 tables and, you know, betting two or three up to two or $300, I think, at that time. And. And we went around and then we actually went to the stratosphere and rolled and uh, rode roller coasters. And he showed me all the fun stuff to do in Vegas. Yeah. And he was trying to take me hiking and everything. I said, Hey, listen, I said, this is my first time in Vegas. I said, I don't want to play black. Yeah. Yeah. So I said the next, the next night we went to some of the local casinos that had some $5 double deck tables. And he ran some sims for me on CVCX at my new bankroll. And we were able to tailor in some bet spreads. And that's kind of when I learned more about CVCX and, um, I mean, it was a fun trip. I was only there for a couple of days, and then I had to leave and go back home. Cool. For those who don't know, CVCX is betting software made by QFit, Norm Wattenberger, and uh, and it's Windows-based, and it's great. It can do a lot of powerful things, um, and now we have our Blackjack Apprenticeship mm-hmm. Pro betting software if you don't want to use Windows-based betting software. Yeah. But, but uh, QFit's great. It can do a lot of powerful things. Um, so in case people are like, what is this mysterious CVCX he keeps referring to? Uh, Yeah. I use the pro betting software now. It's super easy if you're in the casino and you're not sure hundred percent what the conditions are going to be or conditions change. You can run to the bathroom and whip out a new spread or check something. And it's super handy. Um, and, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Blackjack and Pressure (laughs) pro betting software. software. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so, so you guys play, he gets you some double deck best spreads and, Yep. Then, and we go out, yeah, just some of the local casinos and, you know, I got, and I got to play and I don't think he watched me play, but he played at other tables and we just kind of hung out for a couple of days and I guess became friends. Yeah. And I went back home and a couple of weeks later he was leaving Vegas, but driving within an hour where I lived. So he ended up staying with me for almost a week and we kind of went around to some of my local shops 
Um, and I had to convince my wife to let a stranger stay at her house <laughs> on the first night. But after she met him, no, uh, it wasn't an issue. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we went around some of my local casinos, um, and I and I watched him play there. I didn't hardly play, um, and that's when I got put into OSN oh. By, oh. by association. By association. I was, the, I was the getaway driver. Oh, man. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah, so – Seven thousand dollars into my career, I'm in OSN. Yeah, yeah, and not even because of your yeah your play. And so he got backed off at one of my local casinos, and we went to the casino that I was building the hotel at. And as soon as he walked in, they trespassed him, but they let me play. Uh huh. And they Monday, one of the pit bosses talked to me and said, "Hey, who was your friend last week?" And I said, "Well, I just met him online. I don't really know him." And he goes, "Okay." He goes, "Well." I want you to know we're not done. We know what you're doing. And I said, I know. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me play. He goes, okay, you know, you're welcome. Just, I want you to know. Yeah. So, <laughs> And they let me play another hundred hours there. Nice. Yeah. And they knew I was counting. The, for, for another hundred yeah, hours. Yeah. I think they knew, I don't know how long they knew, but they knew a long time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then what happened after that hundred hours? Uh, well, after I joined the team, which is a few okay. months down the line, they I started betting more. Okay, so so let's yeah, yeah let's backtrack. Yeah, you're you're in OSN. Yep. your career's over now. Yep, just, just kidding. <laughs> uh, and uh, what transpired next? Um, so yeah, so Levi Mitch, uh, we hung out for about a week, and then I you know became friends, and then he went back home, and I was trying to like he says I asked to be on his team. I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't remember asking, but you know I was trying. You know, at this point, I'm like, man, I want to get on a team. That's the way to go. Like. I, you know, it's what, it's what everybody does. And so, um, I just kept playing on my own another, yeah, another hundred hours. And I, in, um, made another 5,000. I got up to about 12,500, uh, before I ended up joining the team. Um, but I had to get, uh, dealt to by Spartan first. Uh-huh. And that was the most nerve wracking oh, experience really? I think of my, cause it was the first yeah, time sure. I met him. He had flew to the Midwest and I drove four hours to meet him. And then I met him in the hotel room and then he dealt me 10 double deck shoes and 10 six deck shoes. And I had to, you know, count down uh, a deck and, you know, it was only allowed so many mistakes and I was, I was very nervous, yeah. but I passed. Nice. Yeah. And then that's, I went out and started playing. And, uh, just went back to where you had been playing. Yeah. So, yeah. So I went back to the casino that I was working on and I lasted two weeks betting table men to table men. So, so they, they they already told you we know what you're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> and and you'd been betting at that point. What were you betting? Um, so I you know I started one by five to two by thirty. And so when I got up to twelve thousand, I was maxing out at a hundred dollars on the okay. double, double deck. One mm-hmm. by ten to two by a hundred. Okay. On the double yeah. deck. That's a pretty healthy yeah. bet spread. Yeah. So. Um, and and but I was wonging I was wonging out of negatives yeah so and 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 they didn't they knew what you were doing but oh, you yeah. weren't you know it wasn't like we're gonna pull the plug on not you. yet and then yeah. and then all of a sudden you're going from I was betting yeah one by ten to, the table max on the double deck was two fifty okay so one yeah. by ten to two by two yeah on yeah on the one they had open during the day they didn't open the twenty five dollar table like, okay. until the weekends but I in those two weeks I didn't have a chance to go play on a weekend, but then I got backed off two weeks later and they were polite about it. They're like, Hey, overtime, can we talk to you? And it was the table game manager. So I said, Oh sure. He goes, he said, Hey, uh, we noticed you've been betting a lot more lately. He goes, what's going on? And I just said, uh, I just got more money. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he said, okay, well, um, no more blackjack. Okay. And I shook his hand and said, thank you. And so on and so forth. And that was, that was it at that casino. Was it awkward at all them working? Um, it, it kind of was after that because I, I would get to go into the back of house sometimes and I would see the dealers like standing outside the break room or have to go through the security checkpoints, you know, to get back there and see pit bosses and everything kind of in the back. And, you know, I'll never be able to play there ever again, even if I try to play unrated, just because I'd be instantly recognized. Yeah. Like I can't even go there for other advantage plays that aren't blackjack related. If, if I get closer than two banks of slots to the tables, I, they notice me. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, hey, overtime. And I'm like, yeah. Hey. Well, you know, I guess maybe it's a little awkward, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. you know, why, why should it be awkward for her? It's probably... Maybe maybe they're judging you. They're like, oh, this this guy was you know yeah. like was was trying to trying to beat us. But right. man, what, what's wrong with uh, just just uh, playing a winning you know trying to play right. a winning game in there? Hey, yeah. And on the team, we got paid by the hour a percentage of the EV that we generated, and this whole spreadsheet. So I'm like, well, I, you know, the less EV I generate, the smaller piece of the pie I'm going to get when we break a bankroll. So yeah. I didn't want to like, you know. Keep going yeah. at like a, up to it would, two by It wouldn't have been worth it because I would have only be getting a portion. Like I could have bet that on my own bankroll. Yeah, You know, if exactly. I'm on the team, I need to utilize the bankroll to make it worth it or else I'm making less than I was on my own if I'm only betting up to two by a hundred. Which is, which is actually a really valid thing. So uh, that's interesting you brought that up because a lot of people, they'll, they'll say, hey, uh, I want to, you know, join a team or I want to have this person bankroll me and then I'll have a much bigger bankroll. But if you have a bigger bankroll, but uh, you're only keeping a, a, a portion of right. it, then you very well could be better off financially on your own. Right. Uh, which, I, whatever I've, I've said this, I've said this before. But you know, joining a team isn't always the best move. Simply to to make more money, or right. rarely is it the best right. move just to make more money. Uh, lots of times it's more for the camaraderie, which sounds like you were right. really hungry for, which exactly. I get. I needed, yeah, I needed, you know, I guess people or a team or a network and, and that's what it was. And I mean, I had a $12,000 bankroll and I could have kept growing it on my own, but like joining the team, I just like, it just leapfrogged me, you know, I don't know, exponentially, you know, in, in not just like blackjack, but like other advantage plays and networking. It's yeah. like. Now, when I go, when I went somewhere to play, it's like, hey, Spartan, hey, Levi Mitch, they've already played there or they know people that have. And it's like, hey, avoid this casino or play this casino, but not yeah. that one. Hey, you, you can play this one rated, you know, but don't play that one because they'll flyer you. This one won't flyer you. You know, if you have that intel, you yeah. can effectively and efficiently like get as much EV out of an area as possible. Because if you don't know that and you go to the casino with the best game that's the sweatiest and you last 10 minutes, but now you're flyered to the every other casino. Yeah. You know, and you get backed off before you even sit down and, you know. And you can have a, a network without being a part of a team, but, uh, you know, there, there's still yeah. just friends might not tell you certain certain things that I, yeah. people will if they've got financial right. interest. I agree. I've been on my own now for a, a year since the team kind of broke up and we can talk more about that later. But I, I would tell people, like, I'd prefer to play on my own now that I have the bankroll yeah. to bet how I'm betting and make the EV that I'm e making. But, uh, you know, I would tell people to, like, net network like you're on a team. But, mm. you know. You and and that means on. giving, too. Giving, you know, like, not oh, just trying to get information, yeah. but giving information. And that's tough early on because it, joining the team for me was very beneficial early on. Because then I know what to look for and what's valuable. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, and then I can go out and look for that stuff on my own. But before I didn't know what I was looking for. Like I didn't know what was value, valuable information, but now I do. And I can get that. And, you know, now I can share it with, you know, my friends, my old teammates. So. Yeah. So, so the, the first casino ends, you're now on the team. Yep. What'd you do? Hit the road or. Yeah. My first session I played on the team, I lost $6,000 and I thought I was scared and I thought that they were going to think I stole it. Yeah. Spartan and Levi are like, Hey, you know, it's fine. It's part of the game. I'm like, okay. Because that was, that was half my bankroll when yeah. I was on my own and I'd never bet that much or lost that much. And I was excited to be on the team and I was like, Hey, let's just start winning. I've been winning. Let's yeah. keep it going. Yeah. And then I lose what would have been half my bankroll on my own. And I was just freaking out. Yeah. No, I remember apologizing to Ben the yeah. first time we chopped, you know, we went out right. and just played for a couple hours and he won money and I lost. I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, you don't need to give me your money, but that's just, uh, yeah. you know, he, he got it and I didn't yet. So yeah. they got it. Uh, uh, Spartan and Levi Mitch. Yeah. And so then you, you hit the road or. Um, so I still had my normal job. So, and so right when I started counting cards is when I proposed to my wife, like the Saturday before I proposed. And then that Monday I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna start counting cards again. Yeah. <laughs> so she got to ride the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing with me. But so no, I still had work, you know, and we were working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. It just kind of depended on the schedule. And um, you're planning, planning a wedding and, and all that. Yeah, stuff. and then we started planning a wedding, but but I was still probably playing 10 or 15 hours a week. I had several other local casinos that I hadn't been backed off yet. And then I was driving once a week, I was driving three and a half hours to a casino um, that I ended up taking almost $90,000 from over 112 hours because um, they were just letting me play their double deck yeah. up to two by 500. Um, and that was because other APs had, had, have done, I guess what I've done there, but, um, I think I lasted the longest. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why. And, and, uh, was there like elaborate cover you were using? No. So, so this place is known for giving good free bets. And so I was collecting about $6,000 a month in free bets, um, that I was cashing in. So when I first went in there and, and I knew this going in, I knew I was going to go in and play rated just from the Intel I had and what I was, you know, kind of told about. And I went in and the first time I played, I was kind of playing a white rabbit spread from negative one to one. I was betting a hundred, um, at a two, I was betting two or 300. And then at a three, I was betting 500, I think. And then at, um, if I was heads up negative two and lower, I was betting, you know, one by 25 or two by 50 It was double deck. If you dropped a hand, you couldn't re add it. Um, so you're using kind of a tighter bet spread. It was a tighter spread. It's a little bit of betting cover, basically. Yes. And then after I played there for two or three trips, I'm like, if they're going to evaluate or if they were going to evaluate me, I feel like they would have already done it. So I didn't bet any more, but I bet more aggressively, two by 50 to two by 500. Um, and then they just never backed me off. Well, they, they did eventually. Oh, yeah. So, yeah but yeah. $90,000 later? $112, yeah, and $40,000 I collected from the free bets that I used to pay for the wedding. And So wait, so, I thought you this, said 90000 I had 90000 from Blackjack. Oh, okay. And then I collected an additional almost $40,000 from all the free bets. So so at this one casino, from one 130 Yes. Okay. Total. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I was driving up there once a week because I don't want to give away too much because people, I'm some people know what I'm talking about, but they had, they'd give you three free bets and they had like one that was available from these days and then one was available this day and one was available these days. Well, two of them overlapped 
and the other one was one day apart. So you could drive up, yeah, do the one free bet, and then at 12.01 a.m., you could do the other two yeah. free bets. And this was during the week. So I would leave my job at 5 or 6 o'clock, drive four hours, get there at 10, yeah. check into my free wow. hotel room, get an hour of sleep, do the free bets, and then I'd have to leave by – two in the morning oh to get my back gosh. to my job. So I'd get like one or two hours of sleep. And I did this for months every week. Oh man. But I was making $6,000 a month. Yeah. And that's when my wife kind of, kind of clicked. I said, she was kind of annoyed at first. I said, listen, I was trying to explain it to her. But then once I was showing her like, Hey, this is like money we're going to use to pay for the wedding. You know, the yeah. she goes, Oh, and that she, that's when she kind of got it. Cause before she's like, I just don't want to hear you talk about blackjack anymore. That's all you talk about. But then yeah. once this started happening, um, that's but, a, that's a really good. Yeah, that's a really good point. When, when you tie uh, tie the the money to uh, yeah a, a goal, a worthwhile right. goal, it, exactly. it, it makes it worthwhile. And, and yeah. I mean, gosh, that's a philosophy in general. Money in in and of itself is it really doesn't have any purpose. Yeah, but money that furthers a worthwhile goal right. is uh, is worth the like, the one or two hours sleep. Yeah, you've got to have a why. Like, why are you yeah. doing what you're doing? Exactly. If you don't have a goal or a why, like short term and long term, then I don't know. You just don't, you don't, I guess you don't have a purpose, but I agree. Talk about the why. Yeah. So you're making uh gosh, 6,000. That was that just from 6,000 a month. Was that from the free plays? Yep. Well, yeah. I had to drive up there once, yep. Once a week and I'd pick up 1500. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then how, how long did this take to, to win the 130 K? Um, it was over 112 hours and it was, I think over the span of eight months. Okay. Yeah. At this one casino that I was yeah driving up, so and uh, that was probably the ma- majority or all of your blackjack play for that stretch. Yeah, at that yeah. time there was another local casino that was down the road from the one that we were working on, and that's the one I can still play at now three years later. But uh, don't don't tell them anybody. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, we can talk more about that later. But yeah, so but the majority of it was driving up to this other casino. Okay, but. But I, I actually wasn't playing a lot of blackjack there when I went to go pick up my free bet. Sure. Because I didn't want to kill my yeah. ADT, your average daily theoretical. Yeah. Which because I was I was giving them so much play, or I would give them so much play, like during one day. Um, I don't think this is any trade secret, but they they uh, they base the comps they give you based off you know your hours played, um, how much your average bet is, and then sometimes they rate you of how good of a basic strategy player you are and that might affect how much they're expecting to make off of you but then they give you a percentage of that back but the more you do it the higher your average daily theoretical loss is the better your comps i guess are going to be or the better your free bets and free play um so i didn't want to go in and, and play because that can cut your stuff in half or because now instead of one day of play, you have a second day added to that. And well, instead of generating or playing for 10 hours, you play for one hour. Now, instead of 10 hours worth of ADT, you have 11 divided by two. Okay. So you yeah. would just play like a long session. Right. One, every once in a while. Yeah. To keep the free bets coming. Interesting. But at this place, I do, I ended up d- over doubled my EV there um, at this place. Your EV or, or your... your- my a- a- on my blackjack, my AV was double my EV. Oh, by the time oh, I was wow. done, I only had two. Oh, blues. wow! And the eight months, so was, you were just you were just like positive variance oh, through yeah. the roof. I had my biggest winning session there, which was seventeen thousand dollars. I was betting two by five, um, and I almost quit at ten thousand. But I was like, oh, I've only played for three hours, and I get paid by the hour. Why would yeah. I stop? So I kept playing and won yeah. another seven. And 
Um, sometimes I would go in just to pick up free bets and I was, so I started like getting to really know the pit bosses and this one, I was like, Hey, can you not like swipe my card in? You know, I don't, you know, and she goes, Oh, just doing a drive by. I think she kind of knew what I was doing, but uh-huh. you know, they didn't care. And, or I would be really tired and I'm like, Hey, I wouldn't be mad if you forgot to log me out of the table for a few hours to, to make it look like I was still playing in the system just yeah. to generate, you know, yeah, more, I guess, points and stuff. So, so is that the most you've taken out of one casino? Was yes, with the free bets and the blackjack. I've had um, this other casino I've been playing at. Um, it's really local to me. I've, I'm at about sixty five thousand, but wow. I can still play there. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's the most. Well, let's get one. that one to uh, at least at least one hundred forty thousand. Yeah, we'll, we'll total. See. Total uh, money taken. I already made them shut down their one double deck game because it quote unquote wasn't making any money. Ah, uh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. One of the last days I was playing there, uh, the table games manager came through and I said, Hey, how's it going? And he's like, oh, not good. I said, what's wrong? He goes, it was, you know, the beginning of the month. And he's like, I just had to send a report to my boss as to why this table lost money again. Oh, and he man. goes, I just had one sentence over time. <laughs> and he said my name. And then he walks over to the computer. He goes, yeah, you've been playing here for eight months and you haven't had a losing month yet. You're like, like, hmm. (laughs) I said, oh, yeah, I'm just getting lucky. Yeah, and I can still, yeah. And so there's no more double deck there. Sorry, guys, it was a good game. But uh, (laughs) So now I can play the six decks and they'll raise the limits enough to make it worth it. So So he was saying you hadn't had a losing session? Um, A losing month. A losing month. Yeah. Oh, and you're like, huh, fascinating. I didn't know. I said, I think I'm down. He goes, no, you're way up. Wow. And I was, because when I first started playing there, they'd let me bet two by 500. And in, in my first couple sessions, I lost $20,000 combined. Um, and they were, and it's a small casino. I mean, it probably takes them like two or three months to, you know, generate that much in $5 and $10 bets because yeah. they're never that busy. Wow. So, uh, but they've got pretty good records then if, if. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, I can't, I was almost always heads up and I was the only one betting okay. that much. And th- this place never even, they didn't stock $500 chips there until I started playing there. And so I would like, I would like clear the rack out. Yeah. I've done it several times, like, and then we'd have to sit and wait till they got a fill because they didn't have enough to clear yeah. my bets. And, um, which is, which is a great feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got some good pictures of that. And I had one just happen recently on the six deck, but, so I started losing there and they just loved it because they're like, oh man, we just made $20,000 off this guy. Well, then two weeks later, it swung the other direction and I was up 20000 And that is when um, they're like, hey, we can only let you go to 300 And then they capped my bets at 300 and for a while. And then eventually they're like, okay, you can go to 500 again. And then, okay, 300 And then they capped me at 300 and then 200 And then the table slowly died. Oh, man. Yeah. So, but they're still letting you play the shoe, play yep. the shoe game. Not worth as much, but <laughs> worth more, more than not playing. Still it. worth and yeah, worth more than not playing. And yeah, especially now that I'm starting to have to travel more because it's the only close spot. And they wouldn't go up to two by three hundred until recently. So, and has this place all been playing solo again, or did you? Um, no. So I yeah no I played it all last year was on the team and the year before that I don't think I played it solo before the team. But this whole year, I've played uh, probably fifty or sixty hours or there at this place. All yeah, all I, I think I'm at like three hundred hours this year. So, um, talk a little bit. Actually, no, let's talk a little bit more about on the team. Okay. Um, 
So we were talking before about uh, something that you guys found in in another country. Oh, yes. Um, I won't say where, but my wife and I got married um, and I planned my... So we could have flown cheaper out of an airport an hour and a half from us or about the same price, but this airport three and a half hours from us we drove by the casino that I could pick up my free. Yeah, there you go. That's what basically yeah. paid for the flight. So I'm like, hey, we're going to fly out of here. I know it's further, but on the way there, I can pick up this much money. And when we land, I can pick up this Again, much money. Yeah. Exactly. Of you course, know. you have to. Yeah. And so <laughs> I talked her into that. And then so um, I'm on the team. I think cash wise, I was taking, so I was taking money in case I wanted to play or found something. And I'm yeah. glad I did. But I took, I think, about $40,000. Wow. And I, and I had researched, you know, how to declare and fill out, filled out the fence in and printed everything off. And so I even tried to call the airport before just to like, make sure I was going to do everything right. Well, I got to the airport and I'm like at everywhere I went, got our boarding passes. Hey, where do I declare? Got to TSA. Hey, where do I declare? I need to declare where's, you know, customs are like, Oh, it's in here. So then we got in the gate. Well, customs wasn't inside the terminal. Then I got up to the flight and they're like, Oh, you do it at the next place. And I got to the next place. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I need to declare, I need to declare, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you do it when you, when you get to the place. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's it, you know. And that's not where you do it. You do it in the U.S. And so I got there, and we had gone through, like, we were, like, in the country. We went through, like, the last thing. Like, I could see the daylight out of the doors. And I walked up to this guy. I'm like, hey, I need to declare. I didn't want to do anything wrong. Yeah. I said, I need to declare. And he goes, how much? I'm like, $40,000. He goes, come with me. And he was a corporal in their military. They don't have, like, a police. It's more of a military, yeah. militarized police. And so they took my wife and I down this, like, dark gray hallway. And the lights <laughs> are, like, swinging and flickering. And there's, like, concrete <laughs> walls. And they put us in this room. And it looked like an interrogation room. It had a square table. And they brought in another guy. And he goes, we need to count the money. So we counted out every bill on the table. And then the guy standing in the corner looks at the corporal and he goes, are we going to confiscate the money? Oh, no. And the corporal, he's like, no, 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 no. They're fine. And we put the money back and he filled out some paperwork for us and kind of helped us out. Wow. And he got me a car and he goes, you need an escort. I'm like, well, nobody knows I have this money. Do that. And he goes, no. I said, okay, we should be fine. Yeah. And so we made it to where wow. we were going. Um, and he's like, hey, call me when you're, call me when you're leaving and I'll meet you at the airport. So... I called him, like, I said, hey, we're leaving, heading to the airport, and he met us there when we were leaving and, like, escorted us all the way to the plane, like, stopped everybody wow. in line at, wow. the, at the TSA. Like, a lady was getting ready to put her shoes on the conveyor, and he goes, ma'am, step back. And, like, <laughs> and I, that's not what I wanted or wanted to do, but. Uh, I wonder if it's just that it, it's good for tourism. I don't know. Yeah, and, and it may be. and To not have a bad yeah. situation. So that was that story. And we ended up going back to this place two weeks later, but so. So we're on our honeymoon and we're having a great time and, and the room and everything's free f from a casino. And uh, one perk of joining the team was you find out about other advantage plays other than blackjack. And I, and I had been, you know, shown stuff to look out for. And I found, ended up finding a machine um, and, and they're in the U.S., but they'd all in the U.S. had been fixed and kind of burned down. Like, like there, there's a glitch in the, there's in the a, machine. There's a glitch in the machine. It, they hadn't fixed the glitch. Yeah, you can get basically up to a 2% advantage just playing basic strategy. That Which is which is killer. Like a 2% yeah. advantage just playing basic just strategy. Just playing basic just strategy. Sit there and grind it out. Yeah, so I took video and sent it to the team. And I'm like, hey, here's this machine. And they're like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, yeah. 
So I, when my wife would go to bed, I would go sit on this machine for four hours a night. <laughs> and so I think you could, which is, which is why you're overtime because, yes. because you are grinding I day never, and night. I never stop. <laughs> and so I, I was only playing $300 a hand because I was still kind of testing the machine out and kind of getting all the corks worked out before the team eventually flew in and demolished it. Um, but I ended up, I was losing, I was down $10,000 and like banging my head because yeah. other people would come and sit down and slow the game down. Like they would yeah. be talking and chatting and not even paying attention. I'm like, it's your turn. Like, hurry up. Like I needed everybody there so we could lock down every spot. But um, I lost $10,000 and on the last night I played until almost sunrise and won it all back plus a hundred dollars, oh, but man. I generated a ton of EV. <laughs> <laughs> And the, and the good thing was we had spent um, the the trip was free as far as the room and everything, but I had played so much time and I, they saw it as three hundred dollars a spin on a slot machine I think because mm. I walked up to like the host deal and I'm like hey can I get any of my room charges covered and she goes let me see your card and then she swiped it and her eyes like got big <laughs> and she goes I can cover a hundred percent of your room charges and we you know had I don't know almost two thousand dollars just food and excursions and yeah. stuff like that and uh covered all that and then i've gotten uh we we've gone back for free with like show up and we'll hand you a thousand dollars cash yeah and, you know and stuff like that so um but so the team the team came down a few days later um after i had left and they took it for about fifty thousand dollars in three days yes yes <laughs> Love i it. wasn't there for that unfortunately because we were headed back yeah and, uh, but yeah, no, they smashed it and then got out of there. And then we planned a trip back two weeks later. And this is, I took a whole month off from work. I didn't have any more vacation days, but I wasn't going to miss the opportunity to go back and, you know, spend, we booked a trip for 10 days. I'm like, you know, like, man, we can make $200,000, right? Yeah. And so we went back and the machine had been fixed. Uh, <laughs> so why, why did they leave after three days? Just had to be somewhere I or? don't know. Um, Okay. Yes. I, I don't know. Yeah, they'd ran all the ATMs out of money, like cashing all oh the slot vouchers, and like um, they had to go cash one at the a big like ten thousand dollar voucher at the counter, and, and I don't know. They never asked me for my ID. Like I cashed out. Like when we went back, we played at another casino down there, and I cashed out like twenty some thousand dollars, and they never even asked for my ID. So, but I don't know why they left. I guess I'd have to ask Levi Mitch and the guys, but. So, um, so the, the, the team, you were part of it for a couple of years and yep. then it just kind of disbanded. Yeah. So Spartan and Levi Mitch, like 20, it was 2018. I only played 80 hours. I was really busy at work and super stressed out. And I was doing a job for building a couple of buildings for a major corporation. And there was a lot going on and I was busy and, uh, and it was that everybody else on the team was kind of the same way. Like, we nobody was really playing a lot of hours. Everybody had a bunch of cash tied up in the team as team bankroll. They couldn't use it for other things. Um, they were doing other advantage plays, and it just kind of like it was like just, you guys didn't need the team. No, you had right. the networking. Mm -hmm. You all had enough money to play on yep. your own, and it kind you lose the motivation. It just kind of dissolved. Yeah, yeah. So it's like everybody has enough to bankroll themselves. Like the only reason we were a team, I guess, early on was to have a bigger bankroll. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah, it just fizzled out and, it, and that's fine with me. Like everybody's on good terms. There was, yeah. you know, nothing negative from it, but, um, you know, now I've been on my own for this last year. And when I was on the team, like I just almost never lost. Like I had a, like one short session where I, I dumped, 
you know, I had my biggest loss ever, which was 18,000, betting two by 800, which was pretty mild as far as as bad as it could have been. But in the, I won, won way more than I lost on the team. But then as soon as I broke out back out on my own, I lost for my first 140 hours, lost almost half my bankroll. Wow. With uh, one oh. with one, with one well, so I didn't take all the money. Like I started out with a pretty modest bankroll because I had put the other money aside for some other things. Like this is enough to start with, and I didn't have to put any more money in it. But I lost almost half my bankroll. But then I dug out of it. Uh, wow. Hundred and forty hour losing streak, and now I've doubled my bankroll this year. Nice. So, yeah. So you've done solo and then team and solo. Mm-hmm. Like what? What do you prefer, or is it not? solo yeah yeah it's i can do whatever i want when i want i guess with my money as far as like this play or that play or i just i don't know yeah now that i'm used to the swings and like i you know i know what i know um i just i don't know if i would ever i i'm i've got some guys i might bankroll but i don't think i would i don't want to I don't know. I don't see a need to team up yeah. anymore. But because you got you've got a good network now, yeah. so you don't need that camaraderie. I mean, you have the camaraderie without needing to be on the team, and you've got the bankroll exactly. without needing the team. Exactly. Okay. Cool. So, um, uh, got. Can I just ask you some of these questions? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, I got some more stories I didn't tell, oh. but we can. Well, do whatever. No, let's hear them. Oh. Um. So this one. Uh, I guess, I don't know. I didn't have that many interesting backoffs. They were all super polite <laughs> and nice. So I don't have like any great backoff stories except one. I was playing a casino that can't back you off. And like this guy just walked up and he was talking to the, he didn't even look like he worked there. And then he, I raised my bet and he turned around and told the dealer to shuffle. And so I acted like after I raised my bet, so I acted like I didn't even see him and or hear him. So I just left my bets out there while she shuffled and pretended to be watching TV. And then he turned back around and I lowered my bets and then I started playing again and then he did it again. And so I'm like, cause sometimes if they don't know, if they just tell the dealer to shuffle, they're trying to see your reaction. Yeah. And so I've played through that before and, and played and ended up playing all night. Like, but this wasn't the case. So I was like, Oh, this isn't going to work. So after like the second or third time, um, I got up and got my chips and I didn't even have that much in chips. I was losing. I had a couple thousand and I walked over to the cage and I was standing in line for the cage and they had a radio on the back counter as like a security radio or surveillance or whatever. And they're like, they're like, Hey, the guy in the trucker hat, get his ID. And so I heard him. I'm like, well, this will be fun. So yeah. I walked, like, it's my turn to go to the cage and I could see like this guy, like playing linebacker and I'm the running back yeah. trying to see which way I'm what, what hole I'm going to run in. <laughs> so I run over there and like, before he gets there, I'm like, Hey, do I need to show ID? She goes, how much do you have? I said 2000. She said, no. And so he got up and was like, sir, I need your idea. I said, she just told me I didn't have to. And she, cause she said, she yeah. had no idea. And so I was like, I don't have it and I'm not going to show you. And then I said, you might want to turn your radio down. And he, just, <laughs> and, and he just hung his head and turned around and walked away. And so she cast you and out. She cast <laughs> out. <laughs> he just walk out. Yeah. No ID. I, I can get pretty confrontational when not wanting to show my ID. I was playing a, a, a strip casino and I was down 9,900. And cause I was trying not to CTR. Yeah. And so I ended up winning, walking out with almost 18,000. So I had a pretty big swing. 18,000. Yeah. So I, I ended up making uh, yeah. seven or 8,000. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh crap, I don't want to show ID. And Spartan wasn't in town. So I couldn't like offload the chips. And so I went up to the cage. I was going to, you know, I was going to cash out less than 10,000 and come back later and, um, 
that's not always advisable. But yeah. Um, anyway, she goes, Hey, I need you to see your ID. I said, Oh no, thank you. Uh, she goes, no, I need to see it. I said, no, I don't have it. Blah, blah, blah. She goes, so she calls the pit or whatever. She goes, well, I know you have a lot more than this and I'm not going to cash you out without showing your ID. So the casino, the manager of the casino comes up and he gives me his business card. I said, Hey, I'm going to call my lawyer. I'm going to call gaming. I said, you have to cash me out? He goes, I'm, we're not going to cash you out. So I walked outside and I called gaming and talked to a senior gaming agent and Basically, he said, I think there's some new statute or something. This this was several, a couple of years ago, but he said basically they can make you over two or three thousand. And I don't know if yeah, this is true, but in, this is what in, he, in Vegas they can't, or in Nevada, if it's over three thousand, yeah, they can say that they right. need ID. So, so anyway, so then I fake called my lawyer, which I didn't do. <laughs> so I went back in there and I was like, well, nobody's in town. This was, I had a large portion of my cash was in chips i didn't yeah. want to leave town with the chips and i'm like gosh dang it so i bit the bullet i was like i was i didn't have any heat i was drawing more attention to myself than i think i yeah. needed to um so i cashed out gave my id and then i put my tail between my legs and i went over to the pit and found the manager and i apologized i said hey i just don't like being told what to do and just you know try yeah. to act like a rich yeah you know uh, person or kid or whatever and I said, hey, can I get rated for my last eight hours? And he said, sure. I said, were you checking my play? So I turned that – and, you know, I'd already given my well, ID, so what's the harm? Yeah. And so that turned into, like, a year's worth of, you know, every time oh, I came to Vegas, yeah. like, free rooms. And, like, um, you know, a year later I came and uh, my wife and I went and ate dinner there, $200 dinner there with Hit of Seven and his wife. Yeah. And, I mean, I've just, you know, every time I'm in town or and they're not coming anymore, but just from that one session, and so I could have just walked away, walked out the door and left. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll see what else I can yeah. get out of it. And, yeah. At that point, yeah. they, they know who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't back you off. No. So what's what's the harm in just seeing if you can get the comps out Right. Of it? Yeah. And I did. Love so. it. Love it. Um, oh, another story was after that other country, I took the whole month off. So... When Levi Mitch flew back, I went and picked him up at an airport and we went on a two week trip. And so I don't get to do this because yeah. I have a job. So I'm excited. So we go all the way in, um, across the uh, yeah, across the country for me. But um, we went up to a casino and we're playing in the same casinos like 10 hours from my house. And uh, he's playing at a table right by the podium. And I'm like five tables down playing, betting up to two by 500. Well, the pit boss gets on the phone and starts talking about me and Levi Mitch can hear everything he's saying. So yeah. Levi Mitch is texting me everything that they're saying about me. And they're like, I think we got a card counter on such and such table. He's going two by 50, two by 50, and they'll bet 500. And he's like, okay, we're going to watch him, you know? And yeah. so now I know they're watching me. And if you know you're, you're they're watching you, you can throw them off. Yeah. Um, so I played a couple dummy shoes, like break even, nothing crazy. Yeah. And then uh, ended up playing the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I've told this story before. Like that, that's, you know, as long as you know the cost. Yes. It's, there's very little risk mm -hmm. in that. I, I think right. I've told the story before that, that, uh, uh, pink chip, dusty pink chip, uh, was on a trip and he, it was the same thing where he heard them saying like, Hey, watch him. We think he's kind of cards. So he calls me, he says, Hey, can I basically flat bet mm -hmm. a few shoes? And he said, I'll pay the cost in EV. And I said, sure, why not? You know, so he plays yeah. a couple of shoes, flat betting like two by 200 or something right. like that. And then they're like, nope, he's not a card guy. Right. He play, plays all night. Yeah. If you know, yeah. I'm not saying every time the phone rings, like yeah. run, but if you happen to know what yes. they're talking about in that instance, it was very beneficial. You know, uh, I, I might bring it up at, at 
the boot camp this weekend. I, I just overheard on Gambling with an Edge I, a guy. I, I feel bad. I can't remember his name, but it was a recent one, and he was saying that when he knows that they're watching him, he'll do something like if he's bang a hundred dollars, he'll he'll double a twelve against a two or a three. He'll double for five dollars. Double for less. Du- he'll yeah. double because uh, one, they have to call it out. Doubling a hard twelve. It's yes, like it it's. Does. He said that in, in his um, opinion, like the cost of doubling five dollars, you know, he's it, only going to hit it once anyway. It's you're only going to hit it yeah. once anyway. Right. And when he's paying a hundred and doubling <laughs> for five, it's you know whatever. Yeah. Even let's say he's throwing the entire five dollars away. R- yeah. Well, he's throwing five dollars away for something that looks like the dumbest but, move. And he said right. that it can throw off some of the software that where they're entering in the plays. You put in doubling because. What, what he was saying is the software doesn't know if he's doubling the full amount or just doubling for $5. Anyway, I thought that was a really smart and creative way to say, hey, I'm going to cost myself five bucks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, potentially throw them off. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but one time I did win in Vegas, um, SD1 and I went out and played and I'd drop them off down the block and go park and we'd go into the same casino. We were sharing a car and we were playing a couple tables apart, but we went to both go cash out at the same time. And, I had six or 7,000 and I think he had six or seven, about the same. And I just totally refused to show my ID and she shrugged her shoulders and cashed me out. And then he didn't, he had a totally completely different experience and, and you know, they did the same thing that happened to me at the other property. So I don't know, sometimes it might be worth just saying no and see what happens. And yeah. Don't just give it up on the first try. That's right. So. That's right. So one of the questions that someone asked, this is Gary on the forum, wanted to know uh, how long did it take earlier in, earlier in your career uh, before you really felt confident at the tables? That's a good question. I think, I think it was, so probably I would say 200 hours and it was after I met Levi Mitch and he dealt to me. That's when I started kind of getting used to the swings. I was playing with appropriate, appropriate risk. And I, and I, I feel like I just, felt the flow of the game and something I didn't mention in my area I had ran into another card counter and this was before I joined the team and we started practicing together once a week and he okay he learned only from reading books and I, you know and then so he had a little bit different style and we dealt to each other and he was a good player and as soon as I started dealing to him and, and also a, a guy from work about my age we started writing together every morning so we would quiz each other on basic strategy and deviations yeah. I forgot to say that earlier and so I was trying, like I was kind of teaching him, and the other guy and I were working together, and we'd all three meet once a week after I got off work. And so w- when I started dealing to somebody else, is when I feel like I really learned it. Oh, I'm that's like, good. first off, I need I need to know what I'm doing in order to you know teach this person, or I don't want to look dumb in front of this other card counter. It's like I yeah. need to, I need to know. And so I feel like teaching somebody else is what really kind of in, ingrained it. In okay. Me. And and it was around that 200 hours also that that you started to feel comfortable with with just the variance. Yeah, of the just game. just the flow of the game, like the I don't know, just the flow of the table, like interacting with dealers okay. and pit bosses and pl- ploppies, like yeah. getting so, mad. You just kind of so to clarify, when, when you say flow of the game, you don't mean like there's this this magical <laughs> flow of the cards, but more that that to to play perfectly yeah. while also right. Acting natural conversation. Yeah, waitress comes by. You know, questions. You know, everybody's high five. You know, just kind of like, I don't know how to act. I guess. Yeah. Okay. So that brings me to another question. Um, uh, Ping pong was saying, you know, it's really amazing you and JC Rocks one 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 to to yeah. win large amounts 
you know, here in 2000, whatever, right. 17, 18, 19, um, from a single casino, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are there certain things that you did to not look like a counter while counting? Yes. Um, there, yes. So the company I work for, I drive a company vehicle and they're pretty, it's a pretty large company and they've got offices all across the U S. And so, especially in my area, um, and a lot of the areas that I'm still playing, my, a lot of the people that are at my company gamble. Yeah. And so they're, and I have a good excuse to be almost anywhere you know, I'm working on a job and, and I've got a good story and I roll up in the company vehicle and I'm wearing, you know, some, most of the time the company apparel and, um, I, I just try to blend in. I usually drink, um, a couple beers and try to look just normal and hang out and there to have fun and talk it up with the pit boss. You know, I try to make the first conversation with them, you know, and I just try to, cause a lot of times if they like you, you know, they may turn the other, you know, they may turn the other way if they suspect something. And and sometimes it comes from surveillance, but sometimes surveillance doesn't watch you until, you know, the pit boss might call and say, hey, he's betting a certain amount, watch him or, or so on and so forth. But on the team, you know, if you tipped, it was out of your own pocket. And so I'm like, I'm not going to tip. That's dumb. And so I never tipped. But after I, I, at this one casino, I played so many hours and I, you know, there was one dealer who's now a pit boss that was like kind of like hey i know what you're doing so the count would go the count would, i don't know it'd go i'd be playing heads up so the count would go negative negative five six seven and then a bunch of small cards would come out and it might go it might be to zero or i'm negative one or you know running negative one or and he'll be like oh wink wink bunch of small yeah. cards here comes the big bets i'm like what are you talking about you know I, yeah i'm just not feeling it and so he thinks it's a high count and he's yeah like, oh, why aren't you raising your bets he goes i think you're good but i just like but he says i don't think you're that good so <laughs> But so like, I don't know. So if I think, a you know, a dealer's on to me and, and I think I'm really good at creating better conditions, getting dealers to cut thinner. Yeah. Like knowing which dealers to try to get to cut thinner and which ones to not ask mm-hmm. to try to get to cut thinner. Like the more experienced dealers, obviously you, you usually don't yeah. uh, because sometimes they know why. But if you have a newer dealer that's kind of unsure, like I've gotten quarter deck pin and stuff. Yeah. So... We kind of got off topic. So, there, but so do you tip now? N- no, only at this one casino. Okay. Um, okay. And how do you calculate how much to tip? Um, you follow your heart. I know. So no, I keep track of how much I tip. Um, and so, and honestly, like I, I, I feel like they don't think I'm tipping enough. So oh, I, it says it, it never any is. service industry person yeah. ever. And so it's, I mean. And and some and one of the dealers alluded to it actually last week, and I said, "You don't think I'm tipping enough?" I said, "Then I'll just stop tipping." <laughs> you know, it's like I don't have to. Um, but I start like, it started with that one dealer. I don't know because he might be next in line for table games manager, and I think he knows what I'm doing. Yeah, and he's hoping that maybe the other table games manager gets the axe. Yeah, when, I don't know, but. Um, well, I've never heard a dealer tell me I'm tipping too much. No, so. no. And, and I base how I play based on where I'm at. Like if I'm playing one of the few casinos that I can drive to on the weekend, I'm going to play a little differently than if I fly somewhere and I'm only going to be there yeah. for a few days. Yep. Um, like Vegas, you know, I'll play 10, 15, 30 minute top sessions or until I expose my max bets. Cause usually if you start out green and you go two by three, four or 500, it's pretty quick in Vegas. So, but I think if you get out, get out of there um, and just go to the next place, you know, then they'll just kind of write you off and don't go back there. But yeah. like if I'm in SoCal and casinos are 20, 30 minutes or an hour apart, you know, I'm going to play a little longer and 
um, but still play, you know, play hard. Cause I know I'm not going to be back there for six months or a year yeah. or longer. So I know they'll forget about me and I play unrated and all that stuff. So in a rental car. And so, so next question comes from JC rocks. Uh-huh. Uh, he wants to know how the comps and heat and benefits, everything held up with top tier status. Oh man. After all the dust settled. So that's what I was worried about because I know other APs that have gotten their card deactivated uh-huh. at, you know, one of, you know, not that, maybe not that property, but one of the other properties. And so, um, yeah, I had gotten a lot of comps like airfare, hotels, wow. like um, flat screen TVs, Dyson vacuums, Yeti coolers, oh my uh, seven day cruise. Um, this is all from the casino that I took. So I probably took an additional. Forty or fifty thousand dollars from just comps and wow. trips and airfare and rental car reimbursements and cruises and um, stuff from this same casino that I achieved the top tier status at. Um, so at this particular casino, they they kept coming in, and so the next year I dropped down one tier, but I was still getting um, the free rooms, and I I had um, I think I had close to three thousand dollars in. Um, points on my card that could spend like cash on property that uh-huh. I built up from playing. So like that lasted almost, you know, two years. So I was still getting like free rooms, but I was just using the points yeah. for like food and stuff on properties. Like I flew my dad to Vegas, you know, for a trip and we stayed and limo yeah. pickup and, you know, the, wow. the suite and, you know, the lounge and all that stuff. And, um, so they're, they're starting to dry up now. Okay. <laughs> well, so yeah. I can imagine people listening and being like, what the hell? I'm not getting those. Yeah. Con- you know what? I'll, most of that stuff I never yeah. got either, but yeah. it can happen. It can happen. So I, I almost never play rated unless I have very, 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 very good Intel from other APs that are like, Hey, like, you know, it's okay to play rated here. Yeah. This place doesn't database or this place doesn't flyer or, or this place gives $6,000 a month in free. Bets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, it, there there's some casinos uh, you you can but it's it's based off of you know good intel and not just like oh i'm going to play rated here and a lot of the casinos around where i live or live close to um you have to play rated some places to avoid an an ante okay um, uh-huh. and so so um, it's worth it, it at yeah, those places at some of these places and and i've developed there's a chain of casinos that i've developed like a persona as kind of a big player and so i go they have three different proper three or four i don't know they have multiple properties and um so i feel like i went to a new one actually a few weeks ago and i feel they didn't know who i was but again like my company's yeah i work for around that area and i feel like they swipe my card and they're like well he plays big at our other properties you know let's you know so they got me a room you know all this stuff and um, so I, I've kind of got something going with my local places like, hey, this guy is well, the ones I can still play at, but um, I'm, I'm slowly getting further and further away. Yeah. But so that, that brings me to my next question from Joe748, who wants to know what are your reasons that you haven't gone full time? Um, I would say because I just got married and. I don't know the stability. Um, if I was single, I probably would have quit my job and just hit the road. And, mm-hmm. and, and who knows? I don't, I don't know that. Um, 
I don't know, just the stability, the insurance, like the company vehicle. It seems like <laughs> it's, it's working for it's you. It's working out. I'm actually working on maybe a career change that might happen here in, you guess, I, I don't know, two you, to three years. You're going to start a pie gout team? Start a pie gout. Actually, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but it would give me a few more, uh, I think, months off during the year and give me more time. Because yeah. I don't think, like, I think I'm always going to do something advantage player related. Yeah. I, I just don't see it leaving. It's well, become too big a part of my life. And if you did it full time, maybe you'd burn out at it. And and, and that's right exactly now, right. enjoying. Yeah. If I'd played two, you know, my first two or three years, if I'd played 3000 hours or 4,000 hours, maybe I wouldn't want to play anymore, yeah. but, um, I played 2017. I, I don't know. I probably played 400 hours and then, um, 2018, I only played 80 hours, and then this year I played like 300. So uh -huh. yeah, puts me so, I'm at 800 hours right now. So the the team dissolving really kind of lit a fire again. Yeah, it's like man, I, you know, I'm gonna get back out there and do this. And that job that I was super stressed out about was kind of ending. Oh and, yeah, that that's yeah, I was super too. busy at work, and that had, you know, and then it was like slowing down, and then I had more free time, and then it just started. I kicked it back up again on my own bankroll, and it, and oh, I actually had let my BJA membership go dead for a few months and then the team kind of disbanded and then i rejoined bja got back on the form and it kind of just like rejuvenated me so then i went back to all the posts that i had missed and started kind of catching yeah. up on the forum see what was going on and i enjoy what i do but it's just very time consuming so who knows what the future holds if i can find something else i enjoy to do that has like you know because i plan on having kids one day and want to have like a i don't know stable career that you know insurance and you know, a steady paycheck because we're just living off what I what we make from work, and my blackjack bankroll is still like it. You know, we I used like pull out travel expenses and stuff from it, but other than that, I don't hardly ever touch it. So yeah. So here, here's a question from you lose a again. Okay. It's like a play on pocket aces. Okay. You lose <laughs> a a again because uh, you know pocket aces are the best poker yes. hand in, yeah. in hold'em, and then but it doesn't always win. So basically. I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase yeah. and change his question a little bit to what I want to ask, which is how much of your play advantage play is blackjack and how much is, uh, other advantage plays. So time wise yeah. spent, um, probably it's the majority of it's blackjack, but there's, so like if I have a negative shoe, I might get up and do some other advantage plays. I yeah. can't say too much about. Because you're or, chasing your money? E yes. Cause I'm chasing, <laughs> and, and, and I think it looks good a lot yeah, of times, no, too. I, I think that probably does. And so, like, oh, you know, it's a negative shoe. Somebody else is going to burn it out. You know, I might go uh, blow some steam <laughs> and do some other advantage plays around the casino. Um, but I'd say the majority of it's blackjack. But, you know, if I show up to a casino... And, and I'll look for all kinds of opportunities while I'm there. I don't just, I used to just be lying straight to the blackjack table, yeah. but now I'll like check some dealers out or check out other games or kind of scout the entire casino. Cause you know, if you just focus on like one thing, then there's, there's a lot of EV around the casino that you may not know about. But the majority of it's still blackjack. Yep. The majority okay. of my money is yeah, blackjack. So cool. Uh, speaking of, of money, Levi Mitch said that you're actually pretty good with managing your money. Um, yeah. he said you use Dave Ramsey. Oh, stuff. yes. <laughs> Financial Peace University. Yeah. Yeah. Did you used to be in debt? Yeah. So I took out loans to go to college. Um, when I graduated my senior year of college, my dad got me Financial Peace University uh -huh. and that's other than my house. That was my own. Oh, I had a truck, but I sold that. And 
other than that, that was my only debt. So, um, but it wasn't even that much. It was like $25,000. So like got rid of that. And, uh, so just as far as like just living on less than you make and like spending your money on paper before it comes in, like doing a budget and all that yeah. stuff and saving and investing and yeah. So, so do you do envelope system? Uh, I used to do envelope system. I use the every, every dollar app now. Now we're Dave every, Ramsey's. Sponsor. I don't know. You know, it's Dave Ramsey's. Uh, this podcast is brought yeah, to you by Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Oh no, it's his app uh, okay. that links to your bank and oh, right on. so but I use I use cash for a lot of things, but I can input those into the software deal. Yeah. So I'm, but yeah, I used to use envelopes. But. So uh I don't think I've ever talked about this. Uh we use we have a budget. We've yeah. we've there've been like some times where we, we haven't, but uh we do I think for kind of like alignment. What I mean is like yeah. so that we can actually see if we're spending them our money on the things that we say right. that we care about. Because yeah. if what we say we care about is, uh, you know, whatever, generous giving and family right. and, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, investing. But then we're like spending our money on taco trucks. Or, right. I don't know. You yeah. can't spend a lot of money on taco trucks. Right. But if we're spend, spending it on, on something that isn't what we say we care about, right. then uh, we're not being very right. smart with our money. Yeah. Uh, so we, my wife kind of does envelope-ish mm-hmm. Thing. Like we have a budget that we agree on right. and then, uh, and then whatever we track, we track it. Exactly. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't use Dave Ramsey's app. I didn't know it existed, yeah. but we track it all and yeah. make sure that we're spending on the things that we say. Yeah. We, we do the same thing, but yeah, it's like give, doing a budget is like giving yourself permission to spend as long as you've, yeah. you agreed, Hey, this is total spend. And, and if you, I feel like if you don't do a budget, like at the end of the month, you're just like wondering where your money went because you don't know, yeah. you didn't tell it where to go. So like, yes, I don't know. I think it's very important because like, if you have your finances finances in order and like um obviously the lower your living expenses are the easier you know it is to if you want to go full time it's easier to do like if you have to generate less ev to live then that's more money for your black check bankroll but yeah um, well and you know some people are spenders some yeah. people are savers yeah. and when you have a marriage where you yeah. got a spender and a saver you know i'm it, definitely the saver it can uh <laughs> it can so a budget is like a great conversation starter yep. you know to, mm-hmm. to say like hey well what are the things we care about exactly. and okay if we care about these things how do we get on the same page because you know there are times in our marriage where i would have just not spent on anything because i get excited about you know saving and, and like building yep you know, whatever wealth or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. But that's not really intrinsically any more valuable than, right. than spending, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so it, yeah. it creates a great conversation just having having a budget. That, that's funny that Levi Mitch would say that. I'm like the tightest person, like, as far as spending money. <laughs> and, like, we'd go on a trip and Levi Mitch would be like, oh, let's go rent those jet skis. Then he'd take his shirt off and roll up his jeans and go jump on the jet. Like, we'd just be driving by, like, Lake Michigan or yeah. something. And <laughs> He just go. He was it. always looking for something fun to do, and and I needed that because I would be yeah. like, oh, I can't afford you know the sunflower seeds or an extra nickel or something on my yeah. I you know just yeah trying to cut every corner. And he's like, nah, it's okay. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it was a good balance. Like he helped. Like hey, like you can have fun too. And know? when you have that kind of financial alignment, then you actually can free. Uh, you can feel free to spend money when it's aligned with like right. what you care about, you yeah. know, because yeah. it's stupid to spend money and the next day be like, Oh, why did I do yeah. that? No one but it could actually, you don't want to like get to the end of your life and be like, I'd, why did I save all that? I, yeah, exactly. I've got all this money, but I never, 
lived or had any fun. So yeah, yeah. Or, there, there's or, a good balance. I think you got to talk to yourself or your spouse, or you've got to you've got to have goals, and you got to always be working towards goals, whether they're short term or long term or, or both. You know, write them down, and you'll be surprised. I think yeah. about how your life will change. Right on. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Earlier, you were saying uh, you got to start with why. I think yeah. one of I'm I'm not a huge Dave Ramsey fan. I'm not like against him, but there's actually quite a few studies that show that a lot of people that go through financial peace, like a year later, they're in debt again. Mm-hmm. That happened with my grandparents. They were like crazy debt. They went through that. They got out of debt, and like two or three years later, they're in crazy credit card debt again oh, wow. because they didn't have a why mm-hmm. bigger than getting out of debt. Right. And so they got out of debt and then had no like actual, yeah. like something, a why to, to put their money towards. So yeah. then they just bought a bunch of crap. Right. Again. Yeah. Debt, debt is emotional. So you got to like have a purpose or yeah. you'll just, it's not a math thing. It's an there emotional thing. So. All right. So this is really getting <laughs> off of advanced play, but whatever. Uh, I think it's, it's relevant. It's, it's Levi Mitch's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you get me fired up about talking about financial alignment and I'll, and I'll, I'll just keep going. So. One other question I've got is from Nubs, and he wanted to know uh, any mistakes or errors that you've found in your game or, or that you've learned from over the years. Man, I, I thought about that question the whole way here, and I was like, what am I going to say? Because I feel like I didn't play like any bad games or bad pin or accidentally play 6-5 to five or a CSM. You know, I kind of... I don't know if it's because I did, you know, I did a lot of research. Like there was things I didn't know, like, and this is kind of embarrassing, but like when I first got to Vegas, the first time I got to Vegas and I was hanging out with Levi mentioned playing on my own, I was playing a double deck table and it was a positive count. And these two people came to sit down and there was Mitch, you entry in the double deck. And I said, Hey, do you guys mind waiting? We literally had like two or three hands left. I said, Hey, do you guys mind waiting? I got my max bets. Out. I was like two by 50 or yeah, yeah, about two by 50 at that time. And, they just ignored me. I don't know if they spoke English. Sat down and started playing. I got so mad. I didn't say anything. I got so mad that I just sat out. Oh, wow. <laughs> in a positive shoot. And and I, I guess at that time, I didn't understand. Like, obviously, they have no effect on the game other than slowing it down. Yeah, they're like, eating it's up still a positive cards. shoot. Yeah, yeah. And I told Levi Mitchell, he goes, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, after I thought about it, I'm like, that was stupid. Um, yeah. But, like, I didn't – I mean, I overbet my bankroll in the beginning. Um and I guess I knew I was overbetting it, but if I knew what I knew now, like that was like scary. Well, and and to be honest, it it worked out for you. Yeah. But then I wonder for for every overtime that overbet their bankroll in the beginning and it worked out, there there could be one or two or three that it, it didn't work out. Right. Which from from my perspective, running blackjack pressure, that would be a bummer. So I'm I'm really glad we're definitely yeah. it worked yeah. out for me too, right. overbetting. But for those listening, you know, don't don't just say, oh, I'll overbet and then I'll I'll correct it later because you know you might not you might not withstand it and have the opportunity to correct it later. Yeah. Well that's good. Thanks for uh sharing some of those. <laughs> you have any other stories you yeah, want to share with I us? Forgot. It's kind of a funny story. So our team, we I only did spotter BP one time with Spartan and I was the BP and he was the spotter. And we did it after we flew to that other country and that machine was fixed. And we were playing at another casino where they had a quarter deck, double deck game, but they also had a really good shoe game. So he, but it was a huge casino and I don't know, they had 20 or 30 tables. I can't remember, but we were like the only two people in the entire casino. Wow. It was like off season or something. In a huge casino? Yeah. Big casino. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to say where it's at, but so he's my spotter and I'm the BP. So I'm like 
fake playing a slot machine, like waiting for him to call me in. Yeah. And so the, and we just like, we, we practiced it a little bit, like how we were going to pass the count and what the calling signal was going to be. And so the first shoe he called me into, he, there was so few cards left. Um, it was a pretty good, there was maybe a deck, deck and a half left to play. They were cutting off less than the deck out of the shoe. And he, and he, and I was, he called me in it was calling for like two by 800 bets. And so, oh, I get so excited. My first calling, well, he's like coloring up to leave and I'm going to finish the shoe. So I get all the cards. Yeah. And so I get my bets out there and she starts to pull the shoes out, the cards out of the shoe to shuffle. And I said, no, 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 stop. Wait, what are you doing? She goes, what? You don't want a new shoe? I said, no, I'll just finish this one. Like not yeah. a lot. She goes, what? You don't, and I'm like, no, she goes, that's, so she calls the pit boss over and he's, she's like, he wants to finish out this shoe. But like they couldn't understand like why yeah. I just come in with a deck left and want to finish the shoe. And she just shrugged her shoulders to let him finish. Awesome. Uh, it was just like. Uh, That's funny. It was Did, funny. What, was, was he gone by the time? Yeah, he had already walked away. Oh, so man. then I was like, hey, we can't like you got to like. At least. Yeah. So the next time. He yeah. Was, yeah. Next time he just went to the bathroom and left his chips at the table. Yeah. Like or, his, or even just play a hand. Yeah. Play one hand. With, yeah. with you. Right. That's funny, but yeah. After we knew, figured out they were going to try to do that. Man, those things were yeah. yeah. Think on, think on the fly yeah. because, <laughs> because no, no, no. <laughs> you never know exactly. Uh, it was funny. What are you going to do in that moment? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for uh, sharing your your story from two hundred dollars from getting two buddies to yeah. chip in on a twenty nine dollar membership yeah. uh, back in the day to uh, now. You, you told me before. Can I share? Yeah. Yeah. That. You you cracked the quarter million dollar yeah, mark. Two hundred thirty-three thousand. Oh oh almost got the quarter quarter million dollar. Two hundred thirty-three thousand? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. You didn't crack the I said I said that wrong. Yes. You, you, I'm at two hundred thirty three thousand. Okay. Well then then yeah. uh come back sorry. when you when you've won another seventeen thousand. No. That's I'll be, that's, I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. No, that's awesome and, and it, yeah. it's for me, it's incredibly uh, exciting and uh, meaningful that, you know, to see people, not just anybody, but like cool, you know, honest, yeah. hardworking people uh, continue to just crush, crush the casinos yeah. and, and, and use it in a way that it's aligned with their, yeah. for their families and their lives. And, and I couldn't have teamed up with better guys. And I didn't know it at yeah. the time. I was just so willing to join a team, but they really, really are honest and hardworking and um, Levi Mitch and Spartan are like completely, not completely different people, but like they complement each other well. Yeah. And I think all three of us, we worked well together as a team and it was, man, it was just so much fun. Awesome. Uh, seems like it was just yesterday. Awesome. Well, we'll have to do this again yeah. in, in another year or two when you've got some more, uh, yeah. some more stories and you've been beaten uh, a few more casinos for, uh, upwards of six figures. Let's do it. <laughs> Awesome. That's it. And uh, if you want to find out more, go to blackjackapprenticeship.com. If you want to ask over time some questions on the forum, I'm sure you'd be kind enough to do that for you guys. And uh, check out Financial Peace University. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.